Dot-com stands for dot-communist. That's so true. Welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about the video games that give us choices. I'm Nora Blake, and I'm joined by Molly. Hi! And we are here to talk about Dishonored 2. Um, Hell yeah. Too dis, too honored. Too... <laughs> um, um. <laughs> did you play anything else this month that you want to talk about? Did uh, you, like world record any games did you like <laughs> dismantle anything just from playing it too fast like is uh, there anything you melted any discs melted and what's the last thing i played when i was when we recorded last i think it was super uh, mario sunshine no no uh it might have been mario 64 no i was playing mario you played 64 like last seven time games last time i don't know you played sekiro twice three times or four um, times <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I um I finished uh I, I played Super Mario sixty four and then and a lot of people were talking shit about Super Mario Sunshine and I remember liking that game so I went and played that too. Um and that game's fucking good. Uh haters exit. I don't care about you. <laughs> um and then uh the August uh abnormal mapping game was Metroid Prime, so I went ahead and I beat that game for the first time. Um, because I had it when I was a kid, but it was just too hard for me once I got to the phase on mines. And honestly, uh, going back there, it's not a good section of that game. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I feel a little bit justified in never beating that until now. Um, I started Metroid Prime 2, beat like the first area, and I was like, this kind of sucks to play right after playing Metroid Prime. So I think I'm going to wait like a month or two before I try that one again. Mm-hmm. Um, I beat Dragon's Dogma. What? Uh, yeah, I just went and beat Dragon's Dogma because I watched Dia's LP, which everybody should be watching, mm-hmm. um, the the Adventures of Booty Bandit. Uh, but also, like, I saw the first like twenty minutes of her playing. I was like, "Fuck, I gotta play this game myself. I don't want to watch. I don't want to just watch this game unfold." And it is some fucking nonsense, uh, <laughs> and it's delightful. Um, so I beat that. Uh, I downloaded some roguelikes. I've been playing Risk of Rain two a lot the last um. I keep days. reading it and and thinking, ah, yes, Rule of Rose 2. Yeah, Rule of Rose 2, everybody's favorite video game. Um, yeah, Risk of Rain 2, it finally came out. It was in early access for like a year and a half or something like that. And I had um, told myself I wasn't going to buy it until it was fully out. Um, and I waited and it finally did come out. So I've been playing that and it's really fun. Uh, I haven't played any of the multiplayer yet. Um, just because I, at this point, I like playing a lot of games by myself. Um, mm-hmm. and have that's been... how I grew up playing. So it's just like my instinct. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so everybody's asking me like, Hey, do you want to play risk green two with me? I'm like, not really not to be like, I'm not, <laughs> not cause I like, don't like you or anything. It's just like, I want to, I just want to play the roguelike by myself. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched I all of Zeta Gundam also, but that's not a video game. It's not a video game. Um, you're watching another show right now, but it's not anime. 
It's not anime. <laughs> <laughs> that, that theme song rips, dude. You should look up. You see, try to find my video that replaced the OP with a ZZ Top song. Because <laughs> I was like, ZZ ah, Top cover Z- of Animation Eye, please. Double Zeta Top. Please top. Cover this. Double Zeta Top. Um, uh, there's no top so far in Double Zeta. Well, Shar's not in that show, I don't think. No, so. he's not. Well, not so far. He's in the he's in the OP, but I haven't seen him. He's not in Zeta either, though. So that's true. <laughs> that's so true. Um, um, yeah, but that's all I've really been playing. Um, which I guess is like six games again. But you know, whatever. That's that's me. Yeah, I guess the big thing I did this month was finish Oathbringer. Yeah, uh, which is not a video that's game. Not but a video could game, be. but it is anime. <laughs> Uh, which is the third book in the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. Um, if you if you are listening to this and you don't know about Brandon Sanderson, uh, that's because I don't think we've pro- talked about it on this podcast. I think we this is not. the last Sanderson-free zone that I'm in. <laughs> Anti-Sand zone. Um. Just, you know, epic fantasy stuff. Uh, yeah. Sanderson's that guy who wrote, who, like, finished Wheel of Time, if you don't, if you don't already know who that is. Um, it's, it's good stuff. We started a podcast about it, so you yeah, can find uh, that. Ars Arcanum. Uh, Ars Arcanum. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> stepping all over you right now. <laughs> um... It's called Ars Arcanum. If you look it up, uh, you might find something very old with that name. That's a, the old version of the podcast that I used to do. Uh, that was a couple genders ago and more than one name. Damn. So, uh, unfortunately, I can't log into that SoundCloud to get rid of it. So, it's going to stay right there for now. Uh, but, you know, it's a book club. Um, yeah. We're reading Elantris. It's, it's a good time. Hell yeah. Um, uh, with our, with our pal Tilly. Hell yeah. We love Tilly. We do love Tilly. Did I play any other video games? I haven't uh, seen you post about any video games. Like, you've, you've just been reading, reading book. Um, I also started reading Sanderson's YA space book, but that's another. Yeah, that's, thing, a, that's a whole different He has thing. a fucking name for that universe, obviously. Obviously. He the Cytoverse. He can't stop with this shit. He has a novella from 2009 and two YA books set in the Cytoverse. Because um, he can't stop. He just, he can't and he will not. And honestly, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh... I swear I played another video game, right? I don't I honestly don't think so. It's been a month. Yeah, but you've been busy. We you know, we're both working. There's a pandemic. Yeah. You do I guess twenty so. podcasts. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Right. Uh I made a video game. Yes. Did I talk about that last time? You didn't talk about that last time. I think you finished it after we did that. I think I brought up that I was toying around in RPG Maker. Yes, I think that's um, true. I did finish what I I guess you could call a first draft of that game. It works. It goes from A to B to C, I think, all the way through. 
I don't know that anybody who has downloaded it to play it has finished it, so I don't know if everything works correctly. I need There's to. Some, I'm sorry I haven't yet. There's some event stuff that I put together with string and prayer, so it might break. Um, sure. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of weird shit about like, oh, I built everything as if you just go through it and don't backtrack or stop. So I don't know if it breaks if you like leave the room and come back and you have to do a cutscene again. Yeah. For example, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's kind of neat. I might polish it up more and like make it more publicly available because it's not right now. Um, but I had a good time making it. I've started playing with the new RPG Maker MZ. Oh, what's um, that? I mean, it's, it's RPG the, Maker, but... It, I mean, I built, I built that game in MV, which was the current version up until now. And then the new version of it that just came out is MZ, which adds a couple, like, fun little, like... um. Just some ease of use features. Sure. Uh, um, makes the UI more user-friendly in a lot of places. It adds some new features for you to tinker with. It also adds uh, active time battle. Oh. Uh, from, like, you know, a Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy I guess, seven. 4 through 7 is the big, oh, does is it go the big one that for that. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Chrono Trigger does it, you know. It's that style. You can set it to active or wait, you know, as you might expect. I don't know that you can change it in-game, um, like as a player preference, but you can change it on a system level. Yeah. Let's be. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the art style for the new version. Everyone has rounder faces, um, which just makes them all either look like children or sword art characters. Yeah. Um, it's just a different style and that's fine, but I don't know. I'll get used to it, but probably. Yeah. I want to make another game. Uh, I just don't have any good ideas on what to make at the moment, which is a weird feeling of like, in the past when I like had creative projects, it was more writing focused and more like game design focused, but that was stuff that I could just go with. Like I, it was just me typing, with this, it's like, I have to use systems to create the thing. I have to use the tools in this box. So if I don't have a direction, I'll just fuck around and, like, make bullshit that just gets in the way. Or, like, I'll have to undo everything when I actually have an idea. So it's it's a little... It's a weird new zone to be in. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's very cool. Making games is cool. It is. I even played around with Game Maker uh, after I finished that RPG Maker project, which yeah. is um, a more like RPG Maker. There's plenty of games that use RPG Maker, um, but there's no like typing other than like writing dialogue and stuff. Like you're not. I guess coding anything. Sure. You're not setting variables to things. You're like, I'm going to have an event and it will trigger and it will do this predefined 
action, which whether that's show a text box that show, that says this with this image, or it like transfers the player here, or it opens a shop. Like mm-hmm. it's very like front facing. Like it has like, do you want to do this? Here's basically like click this button to make that happen, rather than like going in and like setting up all the lines of code to like type everything in and like have everything work the way you want it. And like, I fiddled with it enough to make a room and I downloaded some like free assets off of somewhere. I think it might've even been the unity, uh, store. I also installed unity. I was playing with that too, but it had some weird, like, menu glitch or something that apparently was pretty common that i couldn't i couldn't get to work so i i just quit and went back to game maker uh basically i made like a little fake samus who runs around and does uh somersaults in the air and shoots when you hold down the button so i love that eventually i was able to make it so that it plays the right animation when you run one way or the other and when you shoot it shoots where you're want it to shoot which is forward <laughs> um, not just always to the right <laughs> yeah um very interesting little experiment of like bringing my brain around to focus on like the, that framework of like oh okay so this thing means like when my horizontal speed is negative which means i'm moving left mm-hmm. may like set this to the opposite which means that the sprite flips so that i'm running to the left and then eventually after trying a whole bunch of other stuff realizing that to to get the shooting to work would be like have it set a direction and then if your sprite is mirrored so you're moving left, then the direction is the opposite also. And so then it was just, it just like all fell into place. Yeah. It was like, I did all this complicated stuff, but actually I just needed to type like three lines. <laughs> so it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get more into this stuff, but it's pretty intimidating. Um, especially, like I said, with no ideas. I'm having fun with the act of creation, but I don't have any specific vision yet which is unfortunate like i have ideas like i you know everyone has oh what if this was a video game right um but i'm nowhere near at the no i'm nowhere near at the level that i could just take an abstract idea and turn it into like a to-do list sure (laughs) yeah it's hard it's hard it's a big thing i am yeah i am no good at uh elaborating on those ideas Mm -hmm. like for tabletop it's just oh i just need to write words that tell another human directly like how the game works or what the themes are that's easy that's that's baby shit that's baby like it's just basically like talking or sending a letter i can do that like but i have to tell a computer to do a thing to show to a human then i have to like translate everything and I don't know what I don't know, so, you know. Yep. It's complicated. Making games is hard. It turns out. 
Turns out, uh, my game does have two endings based on whether or not you did the uh, extra stuff to find all the best weapons Ooh. in the game. And that's some near shit. Um, that sounds fancy. They aren't really side quests, uh, and there's no quest log, obviously, because I don't know how to do that shit. Yeah, but after a certain, harsh. yeah, it's fucking hard, especially you know, like. RPG Maker supports lots of plugins and stuff that you can do lots of fancy shit with, and I haven't messed with that at all. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, MZ added autosave, <laughs> which was not oh. a thing in, in MV. Well, that's good. Um, but basically, like, after a certain trigger is hit in the game, then certain areas exist, and then you can go to them and talk to a person or do a mini dungeon and then you'll get like a cool weapon yeah um which i just made myself because the version of it that i downloaded um being pirated i guess they might have added more stuff later as dlc but it only had only had one set like one sword one shield one potion So the next tier or two of weapons, I had to just build the scaling myself of like, what will the, what will the second weapon that you find? How different will that be? How much damage would that be? And like, am I only going to put three weapons in the game so I can like double the stat? Or do I have to worry about like, okay, this one will raise it by five. Then I'll make like six different versions. The answer is this game is 90 minutes long. There are three weapons for each (laughs) character. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, it's yeah. it's neat. Yeah, it sounds uh, neat. RPG Maker came out on a on the PS2, so technically it is also itself a video game. Yes, of course. Um, can you imagine writing be... dialogue on a PS2? Jesus. Uh, no, but I mean, yeah, it's like they had the keyboard. Sure, I just am imagining not plugging a keyboard and using a controller. Yeah, that nightmare, would suck. awful. I guess I'll be playing Mega Man Three soon. Oh right, yeah, 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 for Rush Chat. Yeah, we had a little hiatus because Curly's internet was well. Curly moved, so they didn't have internet. It's not that their internet was down; it's that yeah. they didn't have internet. Um, but you know, we'll be back at that soon. Um, yeah. I think that's all the stuff that I did. Well, it's very cool. Are you ready to talk about Dishonored 2? Let's talk about Dishonored 2. So, uh, Dishonored 2, I think that was 2016? 2016. 2016. Mm -hmm. Because it was Waypoint year. Sure. Because the first six months of Waypoint Radio were just Danielle Rando talking about talking Dishonored about the Clockwork 2. Mansion. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes. It's not even the best level in the game. Shut the fuck up, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> um. Right. So this is, I think, eighteen years after Dishonored One, mm-hmm. and everything's fine. Everything's chill. Uh, Vibes are good. Vimes are pretty good for being Dunwall. Yeah, uh, it's not. It's not a. It's not a plague. 
Not currently. Not currently. There are plagues, though, in Karnaka. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's so far away. That's so it far away. I don't even... Happen. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Uh, Emily doesn't like being Empress very much. Uh, she's kind of bored. Doesn't really pay attention to meetings and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But... It is the anniversary of Jessamine Caldwin's uh, assassination at the hands of Dowd, which we saw from two POVs last time. Shout out to Dowd. Shout out to Dowd. Everyone's favorite grandpa. Everyone's favorite grandpa murderer. Well, is Sokolov a better grandpa murderer? Mm. No. No. Is Sokolov is your old weird uncle? Is uh, literally like that was Emily's relationship yeah, to Sokolov. <laughs> like he hung out at the at the palace and would like tell stories and everything. Um, is Dowd a Dilf? Uh, God says no. Okay. Yeah, I doubt I don't I'd like think to so. Fuck. I don't. I want to. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't think Dowd could get it. I think. I think. Uh, older Corvo in this game could definitely get it, but not Dowd. <laughs> Uh, no, Dowd is a Dilf in the eyes of um, Billy Lurk. Billy Dowd, I'd, I'd like to follow. Yes, so true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wherever he goes. Um, the Duke of Sirkonos shows up. Sirkonos being the southernmost island of the Isles, which is the world. Uh, there's no world outside the Isles other than the Pandisian continent which is a strange and cursed place that there have been expeditions to and there have been attempts to colonize, but all of that has just been met with unmitigated disaster. Yes. So there's four islands and they're each a kingdom and they're all united under the rule of the Empress of the Isles in Dunwall. Yes. So, uh, Sirkonos is the southernmost island, and Karnaka is the capital, which is on the southern coast, so it's the end of the world. Uh, the Duke of Sirkonos shows up to the court with a palanquin and four clockwork soldiers, which are these cool bird head shaped things with four blade arms. They kind of, uh, they kind of have like the same head as uh, the old uh, battle joints. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of well, look like that, but big and bulky. They, they do kind of look like battle droids, but but like swole. Yeah, swole. But if <laughs> yes, if a B one battle droid worked out, it would look like a clockwork soldier. It would look exactly like the clockwork soldiers. I think there was. I think Snap Wexley has a battle droid with bones like on it, or it's called bones or up. something like some. Weird thing. Snap Wexley being, of course, everyone knows uh, Greg Grunberg's character in the sequel trilogy. Of course. Yeah, I knew that The when you said it just now. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows Snap Wexley. <laughs> um, so Delilah shows up, who we talked about last time. Dowd kicked her ass into the void. Yep. Uh, but she's here now. And she says, actually, I'm queen. Um... I'm the daughter of the former emperor before Jessamine, and uh, now it's mine. Everything's mine. I'm I'm the empress now. And Corvo says no, uh, and the guards say yes, and a fight ensues. And Corvo does stab her, and she goes, nice try, 
uh, I'm invincible, and then turns either uh, Corvo or Emily to stone. Um, another thing, we see Corvo use the magic from an outside POV, which is really good. He just zips around and like yep. cuts a guy's head off. That's good. Um, Delilah steals the outsider's mark from Corvo, and then you pick a character to play as. And then whoever you don't pick gets petrified. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know why Corvo is in this game as an option. Um, uh, my thought, I think we talked about this a little bit, like, before we recorded, uh, like, weeks ago, but I think it's just gamers is why. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. it comes right down to it. But, yeah, this should just be Emily's game. It really doesn't make sense to play as Corvo to me. Um, there's, like, the, the characters react and like, oh, it's happening again, huh, Corvo? You're going to do this again? You're going to save? <laughs> wow, you uh, fucked up again, huh? <laughs> you lost another Empress, Corvo? Way to go, idiot. Um, and it's, like, it points that out, but it doesn't make any interesting decision about it. Like, there's no... There's no theme of, like, cycles or anything in no. play that, like, makes that interesting at all. It's just pointing out that, oh, we're doing this again. Um, so, I, I, it wasn't that interesting. There's some, there's some neat tidbits as Corvo, um, based on Corvo's history. Um, but as with all... Like neat tidbits in this game. It's a it's like a one off line here and there, or and it's nothing... just like in a book that nobody ever talks about. Yeah. Um, but like he recognizes certain characters or certain objects in the world or stuff like that. Well, apparently, um, also Corvo is from Circonos. Yes, you can find his uh, old apartment in the Dust District level. Oh, I... Oh, you know what? I don't think I got to the Dust District as Corvo. Oh, no, I did, but it's my, like, super aggro playthrough, so I uh, <laughs> I did not stop and look around too much. Um, You can find a letter, I think, from his sister. His, like, really cool sister who's off doing adventure stuff. Yeah, isn't I she, think like, she's a pirate from the, or some shit? Something like that. I think she's, like, a swashbuckler from the comics. God, that's sick. It's really cool, and I hope that if they make another Dishonored game, uh, they'll they'll think about doing that. But yeah, on the other hand, like, what is Dishonored if you don't have the mark? We had this discussion last time. Yeah, we did this last time. Uh, and you escape from Dunwall Tower. You either kill or lock up the captain of the guard who's betrayed you. Uh, you have a safe room with lots of supplies and stuff and you can lock him in there with the fortune uh if you want or you can kill him or you can kill him you meet i love that as a non-lethal option because <laughs> you are just condemning him to death like there's no bones about that one you are literally just going to kill him if you put him in there or if you murder him well i mean i know he gets spoilers he gets turned to stone when you come back and go through there but it's not my fault that delilah decided to kill him uh well apparently if you get turned to stone you're not dead so apparently he is just a statue now and he's just gonna stay that way forever 
And if you're doing the non-lethal route, then you're not going to kill Delilah, which means that he will probably stay a statue forever. That's so true. Bummer. Hate to see it. Bummer. Uh, he makes a nice uh, wall decoration, though. Sure. Um, you meet... What's her fake name? Megan Foster. Megan Foster. She's the captain of the Dreadful Whale. It's a boat. She's, um... She was here earlier in the day, and she tried to warn you that this was about to happen, um, but she was not able to get that message to you in time. Right. She's looking for Corvo, because she knows Corvo. That's weird, but we'll get to it later. Um, she used to be friends with... She is currently friends with Sokolov yep. from the old game. He's still kicking around. He looks even older somehow. And no Piero. Not we even don't talk a about Piero. They huh? broke up. Yeah, they broke up. <laughs> Although the health potions are called... Um, are they still Piero's remedy? No, it's... Uh, it's Isn't it like, a combination of their names or something? Yeah, it's like, like P and J or something. Yeah. I don't remember their P names. P health but, potion. Um, but yeah. And then the, the mana potion is the Adermeyer solution. The Adermeyer solution, which is a great name. Yeah. Uh, Sokolov found... A, oh, also, there's the crown killer. So... Yeah. The, first hook of the plot is there's someone going around murdering all of Emily's political enemies. That's unfortunate because yeah, people think that she, it's her. Um, Ruby would later steal this plot point but play it straight <laughs> and not have it. <laughs> and like, I guess this also does it where like actually the person being incriminated actually isn't doing it. Yes. Uh, like Emily really isn't doing it and Instead of it be, you know, being some sort of f- f- uh, a false flag, yeah. <laughs> God, Ruby. Anyway, um, Sokolov found out a clue and wanted to tell Corvo. Um, that's why they went to Dunwall. Sokolov was then kidnapped by the Crown Killer, and so uh, Megan wants you to help get him back. And that's where you start. Yep. You go to the Adermeyer Institute, which is where they took Sokolov to find out more, and to ask Dr. Hypatia if she knows about the Crown Killer. She's um, a nice doctor lady who is known for helping the uh, working class of uh, Karnaka. Yeah. She has a passion for helping the working class with her medicine. Uh, I th- had th- in my memory that this was a asylum, but I guess it's just a hospital yeah it, it it's something i'm not i'm not even 100 percent sure it's a full-on hospital they call it a solarium sure i don't know what a solarium for, is for honestly. nobles yeah it kind of seems like a resort maybe a therapy resort yeah maybe a therapy resort i mean a spa words- but it has a therapist in it solarium is like a sunroom it's a sun building a room filled, fitted with extensive areas of glass to admit sunlight. Sure. Or a room equipped with sun lamps or tanning beds that can be used to acquire an artificial suntan. Oh, okay. So it's definitely that last one there. <laughs> it's definitely where you go <laughs> to get a good tan. Also, you have to be rich. Yeah, it was for the nobles to blow off steam after the rat plague subsided. Yeah. Thank God they survived the rat plague. 
Uh huh. Um. Anyway, you poke around for a bit. The Grand Guard is there, and you learn that Hypatia can't leave Adermeyer, and then you find out that she injected herself with a serum to test it, and it and it's literally Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, she 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 Mister Hyde herself. Uh, so she is the crown killer sometimes, kind of. Sometimes. A lot um, of times. And so, obviously, you're given the choice to kill her or try to save her. You do some alchemy. You know, you, you make an anti-serum to give to her. Fortunately, um, somebody had already been working on it before you because it does take, like, two weeks to settle or something like that. Yeah, so you just kind of go find the end result. <clears throat> Yeah, one of the ingredients needs two weeks of um, darkness, I think, like in the vault to like whatever it does. Yeah, to set or whatever. Um, you get it together, you heat it up, you put it in a syringe, and then you fucking squirt. <laughs> the um. syringes in this game are so funny because they're, they're not so syringes; big. they're like turkey basters. They're turkey basters. Oh, you don't want to get um, jabbed with that. It's going to be bad. Oh. No. Anyway, if you do that, you save her. If you kill her, you don't save her. Obvious. Obviously. Um, the weird thing is that um, you don't get rid of the crown killer. Grim Alex is what she's called. Um, you just lock her in so she can't like influence Hypatia's actions. Do you think Hypatia still, like, knows she's in there? No, Hypatia, like, it, one of the side effects of all this is that her memory has gone to shit. Okay. I don't think Hypatia knows that she was ever Grim Alex. The, yeah, the crown killer. Yeah, that's fair. I, it's just very strange uh, the when, way they present when you, it. When you rescue her, uh, Emily tells her that someone poisoned her. Right. Rather, th- rather than telling her that she did it to herself by accident. Yes. I think she also says that, like, the Duke pressured her into trying this so that, you know, it was the project that she had to do for the Duke, so. Yeah, so she, it's, she had to it, do So it. it's the Duke's fault, basically, but regardless, I don't think anyone tells her that she's the crown killer. That's fair. Um, I don't have much more to say about Adermeyer. Uh, cool no, name. It's a cool name. This the level is fine. Yeah. Um and then we you have... go through some, you go through one level that is Karnaka to get to Adermeyer. Um Yeah, it's like the docks and that's also cool. like a, a outside market. Yeah, and that's where we get introduced to the black markets. Oh, the black markets are so fun. So in this game versus like you don't go back to a hub. Well, you do. You go to the Dreadful Whale, but there's no uh, shop on the Dreadful Whale. Piero's not there to fix stuff for you and make stuff for you. Uh, and Sokolov is missing in action. And also he's old. He doesn't want to do that shit anymore. So um, you have to rely on black markets located in, I think, five of nine levels or something like that. Five or six of nine levels. Um, any any outside level. like the- Oh, that's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so like the Adermeyer doesn't have one, and the conservatory has one for the outside of the conservatory parts. But like, yeah, well, the first Dunwall know. doesn't have one, but the second Dunwall does. But but because the first somebody Dun- set up there. <clears throat> but for th- in the first Dunwall, you can hear someone saying, 
hey, we should get, we should set up one of those yes. black market yeah, we shops. We should do a black market. Like, <laughs> like they do in Karnaka. Uh, and then when you go back to that location in the last level, uh, they have set one up. Yeah, it's um, good. That's where you get your upgrades. That's where you get your items. Uh, and also you can rob them. Each one has a special gimmick. Um, yeah, that you like can break quest. in and steal their shit. Yeah. It's neat. It's very good. I had a lot of fun finding out how to do each of those. It's a really good time. Um, I I liked it a lot as a system. Um, I like this a little better than Piero, partially because I don't have to see Piero. Yeah, and that's, that's a, fair. That's a, that's <laughs> that a little plus. pervert. <laughs> that little he's a little freak. <laughs> um, I hate him. I actually do hate him now. Now that I'm removed from that game. Where I was like, oh, it's kind of cute that Piero and Sokolov are talking to each other, like, in the in the thing. Now that Piero's out there, I'm like, you know what, he was kind of gross, huh? Uh-huh. Nasty. This is like when you, like, get mad at a creator and you're like, oh, that, that music was never any good anyway, really. <laughs> <laughs> I never really liked that cartoon. I never actually liked it. It was actually kind of shallow. <laughs> yes. Um, but next up is... Uh, the Clockwork Mansion, which is all I ever heard anyone talk about. Uh, and I thought that I thought that the Clockwork Mansion was the other mansion level b- with the clock in be. it. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> the other one would be the Clockwork Mansion. Yeah, it but was not, one, but this this makes sense. This makes sense. Um, next stop on the agenda is to actually find Sokolov, who was uh, imprisoned with Jiren Kindosh. Nope, nope, nope. Kirin Kindosh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He is an inventor. Uh he is uh the the man who invented the clockwork soldier. Um and they're also very like cost inefficient. Yeah, they you, suck. You find out they're extremely expensive and also just very easy to get rid of. Yeah. Uh Jindosh is um a new super genius technician guy in in on the stage new type um sort of like in the in the footsteps of piero and sokolov uh who he mentions in some of his notes in his office if you looked around in there yes um basically his mansion is open if anyone wants to go in uh, and if you pull levers in it, it rearranges the rooms and stuff. It's actually um, extremely cool. It's very cool. Uh, and he just lets people come in and, like, do their best. Like, if you really want something from my house, I mean, come on in. But I must warn you that uh, I have fucking wild security. <laughs> I have many little tricks. I have so many little tricks. <laughs> Um, He's such an asshole. I hate him. I, on my Corvo run, I did the thing where you get through that level without him knowing you're there. <sighs> I need to, I want to do that. There's no, like, payoff for that because then you just kill him without him knowing you were there. Yeah. But, um, it's, it's, it was fun. Um, well, it's neat because, like, uh, when you when you do that uh, level regularly, he's like, "I know you're in X Y Z room. You're, I can feel your footsteps." Like, because he's got, I have sensors built into the floor, and they can detect any weight. And also, I have speakers and microphones in all the rooms. So if you make any noise, I'll know where you are. Um, and then if you start throwing grenades, he's like, "Could you fucking stop?" That hurts Lady my Emily. Ear. 
<laughs> Lady hey, Emily, buddy? was that one of your explosives I just heard, or was it one of my clockwork soldiers? <laughs> Dick. There's also guards in there. Um, yeah. But it's a maze. You have to go through another tinier maze to get Sokolov out. Um, it's pretty fun. I remember breaking this level really bad back in the day. Um, I was, like, out of bounds and running around, and oh. uh, I couldn't couldn't get back into the into the thing i was like offset by two feet so i couldn't like oh wow it, w- it wouldn't show me the floor because i was like halfway through the floor or whatever um i got stuck in that room with like the water but yeah uh that's cool then you either kill jindosh or you bimbify him it's it's a lot and it is uh-huh. um, it is really gross in a lot of ways. Yes, in, in quite a few ways. Um, as we all know, intelligence is like a slider that you can just lower. Yes, everybody knows this. Um, but he does the he does the fucking flowers for Algernon thing, where he like knows he was like uh, I'm doing uh, finger quotes smart. Yeah, um, and right. He's like asking for you to kill him, and it's just it's just gross. It's not great. No. Uh, I think he... Re- Does he, like, start to recover a little bit from that by the end? I don't know. Because he can end up as a ruling member of the Council of Sirkonos. Oh, in or, the low chaos ending? Yeah, so I Weird. I imagine I he does that. sort of stabilize in some way and, like, start to recover. Um, I did feel bad about just not outright murdering him, but I was doing non-lethal, so... Yeah, you know. Um, But also, he did that to, like, multiple people, so fuck him. He did it to Sokolov a lot. That's part of, like, why Sokolov is all fucked up in this game. Yeah. Um, And then, after that mission, you're like, okay, dude, it's been three days. Can you fucking tell me what's up with Delilah? Um... And then Megan's like, what the fuck are you doing, asshole? He was fucking tortured. Because Corvo and Emily are both just pricks, I guess. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and you go to the conservatory after that, right? Uh, I believe next up is, is that the um, Brianna Ashworth? It's, yes. Yeah, it's the Royal Conservatory. I just forgot what it was called. I just played this level today. Yeah, um, I did. I played it the other night when we were on call. You sneak into the Royal Conservatory. I don't know what a conservatory is. I don't either. It's apparently it where you can be a witch. You can be a witch if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. <laughs> um, it seems to be a big, expensive building full of expensive shit. It might be a museum. Um. Yeah, basically. But also, I think it's supposed to be... Um, like I guess it's not a nun a nunnery a nun a nun building. I don't even know what you call that. Uh, a a place where nun. Sure, is that just where you get? I don't know. Um, but it. I feel like it's kind of that because it's supposed to be like a. If all of the overseers are men, uh, this is the the woman's branch of the overseer. Like, no, no, thing. that's um, what I took away from it. No, it's a college. Oh, okay. For when? For when? It's why there's no there's that's oh. th- 
The oracular order is a totally different thing that's not in Karnaka at all. Oh, well, man. Except for what it is. <laughs> no, like, they use magic to influence those people from a distance. No, but, like, the... Oh, the oracular order is not the... Uh, it's not the Abbey of the Everyman. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I got confused about the names of these things. Also, about the Abbey of the Everyman, yeah. um, in in Dishonored 2, in the Edge of the World level, which is the one right before Adermeyer, you actually hear, like, a guy on the street preaching and actually, like, says out loud what the whole belief system is. No, I don't think um, I got that. So it's not just that, like, they hate the outsider, right? Sure. Um, <clears throat> they have, like, the seven structures, which are the seven ways that they see that the outsider can tempt you into foul behavior. Yes. Um, and basically, if you live a good life and you are a, you know... A good uh, person abiding by the structures. A, a good person who, like, ref- refuses these indulgences and and doesn't fall victim to these temptations your eternal reward is that you cease to exist oh thank god yeah otherwise (laughs) if you're a bad person and you get drawn like drawn down into evil your soul will like fall through the void howling for eternity um into nothingness but you won't cease to exist i'd rather float through the void (laughs) <laughs> see you in the void suckers see you in the void <laughs> get in losers uh, get in losers we're going howling <laughs> and that's what the howlers are all about yeah you know uh, the howlers are all about that dead lady's hand they really are um, we didn't really finish the conservatory though I know yeah. I know um, again you either kill her Brianna Ashworth. 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 Why did I want to say Ashforth? Because uh, it's close. Ashford? Who's Ashford? Is that an anime character? Probably. That Ashford. The name is familiar to me. I just can't place it right now. And also, is that from Gundam Wing? Is that what I'm thinking of somehow? It could be. I haven't watched Gundam Wing yet. <clears throat> I don't remember. But, uh, or you, you fuck up her, her oraculum, I think it is. It's yeah, sure. uh, it's a thing with lenses that Jindosh made um, that uses magic to look into the void or channel the power of the void. You can sabotage it and make her completely lose her magic, which is sick. Um, it is sick. Also, in that level, she's talking to Delilah through a statue, which is a thing yeah. that, you know, we saw in Dowd's chapters. Um, I guess she just has stone powers. I kind of think she just has stone powers. <clears throat> well, she has effigies. Yeah. She has she like does everything with like representation. Uh Delilah's all about representation. She's all about representation. <laughs> um whether that's paintings or sculptures or yes. you know, human effigies. But um basically uh also there's a there's a witch who like is talking about how cool it would be if Delilah mind controlled her and like that would just be sick. Is that true? I don't think I yeah. could have found this person. She's one of the two that's sitting on the chandelier. Oh um. yeah, those two. <laughs> yeah. They were doing a little date up there. 
Yeah. There's also uh, two girls doing a date in that level. There, it's a guard and a and a maid who are. Um, the guard is like trying to convince her to be a thief and get more money so that they can like move or something. Yes, I, I found know. them. Um, it turns out if you're in high chaos, uh, they kill each other. <laughs> what? Yeah, the guard lady pushes the maid off the building. In high chaos, or at least in the playthrough I was on. It was wild, yeah. Because I was like, oh, look, they're going to do the gay thing again. And then, no, it was murder. (laughs) Damn. I hate when I go in for gay and I get murder. I Yeah, you know? (laughs) It happens all the time. Um, But, you know, you do that. Yeah. High chaos this time, it's not the rat plague. No. Instead, you have blood flies. The blood flies are fucked up. I don't like them. Um, I don't like bugs in general, but also these ones are um, just... I hate bugs that burrow in people's bodies. Uh-huh. It's not good. It's not good. They There's hives. You b- break the hives. If you if you don't like looking at holes in, in things or like wasp nests, like, this is not really a good game for you, I think. No. Um... Anyway, because to get rid of butterflies, you have to break the nest. Mm-hmm. They're usually pretty chill unless you get too close or make too much noise. Uh, then they start attacking you in swarms, but then you just wave your sword in the air and you smack them all down. Yeah. Um, also, they don't count at all for stealth, so unlike weepers, you can just fuck around with them. Um, anyway, I haven't noticed hardly any... Blood flies in my low chaos run outside of the clearly designated blood fly segments. Yes, there are blood fly zones. There's definitely I did <laughs> I did low chaos first, so going back into high chaos, they're everywhere. Oh yeah. There's so many. Um The next one is the Dust District. You need to get into the home of Aramis Stilton because something happened three years ago. That uh, set everything into motion. And you find out what it is in the conservatory. It's also the secret of her immortality. Yes. Of Delilah's immortality. So you go there. You can't get in. It's locked up uh, with the Jindosh lock, which is a logic puzzle. Wild lock. You can cheat. It's possible. There's one, like, parts of it rearranged in every playthrough, but... There's a pattern, and you can find the answer. Like, the first name said corresponds to, like, the third object or whatever. Yeah. Um, whatever that those individual points of data might be. Um, so in my playthrough, where I was doing... Where I actually got this far, um, my second playthrough being um, no powers, no, non-lethal, and perfect stealth, um, because... We skipped this, but when the outsider shows up to do his, like, ah, welcome to the video game, you've had a rough day, huh? Speech at the beginning of the game, you can refuse his help. Yeah, um, you can just fuck you, fuck off. Yeah, and then you can tell him that you don't want his powers, and then he'll, like, be like, oh, well, another surprise, and he fucks off. Yep. Uh, And then if you do that, when you pick up a rune, it just gives you 200 gold, which is pretty sick. it's pretty nice. Uh, so that's what I've been playing through um, on my second playthrough. In my first playthrough, I just cheated and skipped this level. 
I didn't. Uh, it's an achievement to cheat and skip the level. <laughs> yeah, that's why I did Which it. Which is very funny um, to me. I didn't realize that until later, because I don't really look at achievements until I beat a game most of the time. Because uh, I kind of want to be like, oh, you could do that, uh, and then do that later. Uh, but otherwise, if you don't skip the level, um, there's two regions of the Dust District. The Dust District is called such because it's near the Silver Mines, and sometimes there are winds that kick up, like, dust storms. Um, this has effects on the stealth, obviously. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, one part of the district is controlled by the Howlers, led by Paolo, a man who can't die unless he's killed twice before the sun sets. Excellent, excellent lore. Love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other part is held by the Abbey of the Everyman, led by Liam Byrne. Yes, Vice Overseer. Vice Overseer. The High Overseer is dead, I believe. Uh, um, I don't remember. Delilah that. says he's been taken care of, and I haven't yet been to the last level without, like, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's dead, I think is the implication. I would believe it. Um, part of the reason I wanted to play with no powers is because at the end, there's, like, a guy who comments on you having powers that I wanted to, like, see if that was different. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, both gangs have their territory. What you have to do is either take one guy to the other place after you kill him, and then that other faction will like you. Yes, and if you're you the carrying coat. the body, they won't aggro you. Um, or there's non-lethal options for those. I think you ship those people off in crates. Like yeah, you we just did. send them into exile. <laughs> I think, Paolo, you send into the mines, is that right? No, they both go somewhere. They both go to the same place. Because okay. somebody's doing like experiments on people or something like that. Um, and there is a guy in the back of, I think it's like the photograph shop or something, and he's got a thing set up for them, or for two random people to be sent off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just put them in there, and then nobody asks you any questions about it. Yeah, and then you get in to the next level. Yep. Um, which is the coolest fucking level, I swear. You know that part in Titanfall 2 where it says, like, press R1 to time travel? Yeah. Um, what if that, but there were three maps? It's it's good. Basically, there's... You go to Stilton's Manor, and it's like, oh, fuck, something's weird here. And you're like, oh, whatever, I'm just gonna play the game, just play yeah. a video game, let's go over here. Oh, oh, your blink doesn't work? Oh, oh so baby has Game no powers. And the outsider um, basically does that to you. <laughs> I really want to I really want to see how different that feels um if I'm already playing without powers. Yeah, cuz he um, comes up and he explains the situation to you. Um Stilton is there. He's Stop me if you've heard this before. He saw something that broke something inside him. And now he stares into the middle distance, murmuring to himself all day. Um, yes. And just and gets food delivered by the food, Howlers. Yeah. The Howlers bring him food, which is nice. Thank you, Howlers. Yeah. Like, Paolo from the Howlers, like, 
just like positions himself as like the working class guy. Yeah, he kind of seems yeah. good. And like fucking who knows how legit that is, but yeah. It's either that or the church. Yes. Um I miss the um I miss the music boxes. I miss fighting overseers in this game. There's like six of them in the game <laughs> that you can fight or like sneak past. Yeah. Uh, Abby Abby the Everman, not a huge presence uh, in Circonos yet. No, but. not really. Well, because the um the whole like main um narrative thrust of the game is that Emily has kind of ignored uh Circonos as Empress, and it's kind of gone to shit because of that. Um, and maybe it always was shit, but she has allowed this evil Duke man to rise up. Yeah. Um, she doesn't really pay attention to some stuff. She's like kind of half-assing it. And on top of that, the Duke has just, the Duke is just bad. The Duke is just like greedy and exploitative and an asshole. He's, he's just a bad man. Uh, but hey, you know, they send their silver that they mined, they send all that silver to Dunwall, and that's, that's the end of that. Yep, and they are not gonna worry about where it came from. Um, but Stilton is, like, a good guy. Yeah, Stilton, Stilton, he was, uh, he knew the old Duke. Yeah, and he was, like, in charge, he was basically, like, a union leader type of figure, um... Which is weird that they never say unions. They never say yeah. the word union. They never say anything like that. Although, like, the the down level that we talked about last time is, like, during a strike. Yeah. And they talk about collective bargaining being, like, punishable by death. Um, which... Maybe that's why they don't talk about unions. <laughs> maybe that's why, but, like... Um, I have. I didn't really stick around after saving Stilton to know like if they did. But it's like it's just a little weird that like they have all this trapping and like it's e- obviously what they're saying. They never but- say union, but it is clear immediately that he has like drastically improved the conditions for. Uh, yeah, you know, if you save him in the time travel level, um, that he has drastically improved conditions for his workers. Um, and you can, like, find his workshop in his mansion where he has been, like, working on a mask to um, help uh, the, like, lung conditions of his miners. Yeah, because everyone in this district in the current future has, like, really bad coughs because of the all the mining. Yeah, and it's just, like... Uh, there's, there's, like, messages from the Duke, like, in the previous game where there's, like, messages from the Lord Regent. Um, but, yeah, there's, um, he's just like, yeah, the, all that silver dust, that's not silver dust, that's the blood of our enemies, because we're fueling this war, like, with, with the silver we're selling. So, you know, it's all worth what it. war? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but also, there's a message from the Duke that plays that's, like, talking about the guy who's in charge when Stilton's not around. He's like... That's the true Sir Conan spirit. I asked for more miners, and he produced them, as if from nothing. So clearly he's, like, really driving people hard yes. to, to get it down in there. I know that there's lots of talk about, like, in the first level, about, oh, you know, those those elevators aren't meant for that many miners. Like, of course there were going to be accidents. 
Like you can't just cram people down in there. It doesn't make sense. Um, it's not safe. And um, so you go through the mansion and the outsider gives you a special timepiece. And you basically teleport between two versions of the manor once in the future or in the present and then one in three years ago in the past on the night that Delilah came back to life. Uh, and it also has a fan that unfolds that you can look through as a window to see what is oh, like so what's up cool. on the, in the other timeline. It's uh, so you can like so see where you're going before you tra- teleport. Titanfall two came out the same year as this game, <clears throat> so I think it's very funny yeah. that they have a level that's like the same fucking and thing. They also have a Clockwork Mansion in Titanfall two because they, they have do. the that modular have, house building level that's yeah right. they have the assembly line of the modular houses yes. that you go through yes um, that's so true i forgot about that yeah it, and that's they had a lot of the same shit huh <laughs> and it's like both of those are kind of like not as good like versions of these levels because yes. titanfall 2 is a flashier game with other priorities yes it, yeah it's about it's not about movement in the same way that uh, Dishonored is. It's, it's about movement. It's just different. No, I. That's what I mean. Like they're they're about movement in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- uh, Titanfall Two is about sprinting. Uh, Dishonored Two is about magic movement, crouching and teleporting, crouching and teleporting. Yeah, and choking dudes out. Yeah. Um. Uh. Anyway, there's three things you can do to Stilton, right? You can le- yep. let things go the way they go, and, you know, you see the seance that sees uh, Delilah t- return to life, and she stashes her soul into a statue yep. of herself, uh, and then the the Duke takes that and puts it in his vault. Yep. You uh, can And if kill- Stilton sees that, that's what causes his brain to explode. Yeah. So you can kill Stilton, if you want. You could. Um, I don't know why you'd do that. Yeah, or you can just knock him out and so that he misses the seance. Yep. Um, which is what I did, obviously. Obviously. Um, but then you have all the pieces. Like, you know why Delilah's um, immortal. You know how she came back. You know about the crown killer and you've stopped the crown killer. You've got Sokolov back. You've got all the stuff done. It's time to go to the Grand Palace. Yes. And stop the Duke and take Delilah's soul so you can go back to Dunwall. This one feel, feels like a, a Hitman level. Once you get to the palace, because it's just like yeah, it's very huge populated. space. Yeah, it's yeah. very populated. Um, Which is kind of a pain. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that in my ghost playthrough, but I'm not looking forward it's not to great. it. Great, <laughs> especially but since hey, you don't have powers. But hey, um, I happen to know that in the low chaos run, the Duke is outside on the balcony, so it's like totally. There fun. you go. So you know where you're going. Yeah, I know where I'm going, and it's really easy because you could just crawl along the outside ledges um, over the sea. Yep. Uh, so that, it'll be fine. Basically, there's a twist here. There's two dukes. Tukes. 
Um, so there's a body double. Yes. To prevent assassinations. And also, he just happens to have the same voice also. Yeah. It's weird. What a, what a wild coincidence. Um, and basically, either you kill them both, I guess. I've never killed the Duke and not the double. I don't know what that does. Yeah, I don't know what that um, would do. But... Or you, you talk to the Duke and you're like, you ever thought about taking his place? The body double Duke, mind you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and, I um, don't know. Here's the thing. He would need... I would need this thing from the Duke um, that he keeps on him. I think it's an amulet? Yeah, that would... If he, I never have it. He always does. You can tell us apart, but it's hidden. So you steal that from him and then you give it to the copy and then the copy decides, uh, just tells everyone that he's the real Duke um, and has the real Duke locked up for being insane and thinking they, he's the... Yeah, they, make, they say that he thinks he's the real Duke now. Um, yeah. So he's finally lost it after having to mimic him for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So, you either, you know, just get rid of the Duke, replace him with another guy who I guess will be different. Um, but either way, you also go into the vault and you find the soul. And it's time to give up Jessamine because she's been in the heart. Yep. Just like in the first game. And she fades away into nothing so that you can take Delilah's soul into the heart. Yep. Which means that for the last level, every time you use the heart to like get information about the world, it's uh, Delilah talking to you instead of It's Jessamine. good. It's really good. It's good. She's mad. <laughs> She's not happy. Um, and then... Not much to say about that, I guess. Yeah, I like that level. It's a cool level. Yeah. Um, I don't remember most of the beginning of it to get to the palace. It's just very classic Dishonored level, I felt like, because it yeah. was like on the coast in a way that not all of these levels are. Um, I kind of wish it was, um, uh, and I get why it's not, but I wish it was the Boyle Manor again, where you're just kind of mm. interacting with everybody and doing a doing a murder mystery type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the that's not what it is, and it's it's still a good level. But I I kind of yeah. wish it was that. This game doesn't have one of those. No, which is a bummer because that's that's maybe the best level. Uh, and then it's time for the final level. Yeah, which back you to might remember. You might remember this level from Dishonored One because it's it's the palace. It's Same the Lord Regent map. level. Yeah. Which is really cool. They've like very conveniently blocked off old areas so you can't explore the whole level again. Yep. Um, I think the secret room where you can find Jessamine's message uh, in the first game is still there too. I don't remember a secret room. Uh, it's inside like a fireplace out in the corner huh. on the second floor. Yeah, there's a secret room. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Uh, but you can't go into the radio tower. No, you cannot. I wish you could. But you don't need to. Um, because <laughs> for some reason, there's just a podium uh, outside of everything 
Oh, it's um, it's actually the exit where you left the safe room in the first level. Yes. Uh, before going down into the streets, you can climb back up there, and there's like a podium for street. <laughs> where the guy who's like, doing, I think that's where they do the announcements from. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can you can send a message to to Dunwall when you get back before you go in and deal with Delilah. Uh, but if you do, you'll summon a couple of witches who will come check out the area. Yeah. Which, you know, that's fine. You you do your cutscene, you run inside, you leave a stun mine behind, and, you know, that's that. Yep. Um, and then you just go through the Lord Regent level again. And it's really cool because it's smaller, um, and there's less places for you to go, it seems like. But it is interesting to see it, like, reused like this. Yeah, it's cool. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, right, so, you get the, the throne Lila room, back. the throne room is now in the, in what was the Lord Regent's safe room, um, yes, the building at the top that as like, that used to have those bookshelves and like the wall of light, that's now just the throne room, um, I guess. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, and you go in there. There's some hounds. You can deal with the hounds. Um, I hate the fucking dogs. I don't like them. They're not good. Because they're, they're, the, they're all the um, fucked up dogs that are like annoying right. to deal with. You got to like take out the dog and then you got to break the mask. Yeah, and if you break the skull, it makes a big loud noise. Yes. Um, you give Delilah her soul back. She's like, huh, nice try, kiddo. Anyway, I'm going to open a portal to the void. Um, and basically she has this ritual. Uh, I don't really know. I don't really remember what it is, but basically it's the she's secret, going, but with a painting. Sure. It's like, it's like actualization. Like she's, she's a painter. So she can use magic to make the things in paintings come to life or become reality, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like drawing her ideal world and then is going to do a ritual to make it like the actual reality. Yeah, she's going to like rewrite the whole world. Yes. To her vision. Um, and if you f- fuck up the runes in the ritual you can actually trap her in her own idealized world so that she doesn't even realize that she's not you like make her an alternate reality basically yeah basically which i don't know if that's good i guess she's not fucking up this reality (laughs) yeah you know are those real people in there shrug right that's that's the question um but, but you either let her, game. you either let her rule this phantom kingdom, or you uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. You kill her. I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, and then you come back out into the throne room, and you go and touch the statue to revive your dad slash your daughter, um, or. Maybe you just leave them petrified and you rule. Um, that does not happen in low chaos. You do not get an option. 
Uh, if you did high chaos and you, I guess, didn't kill the double Duke, mm-hmm. um, then Corvo has the the option of just leaving Emily petrified and becoming emperor. Fucked up. That's fucked up. You can't do that to your kid. It's not good. No. Um, but, you know. You save the day. Everything's good again. The good king is back. Yep, the good monarchy is back. There's the... So, I guess that's like the end of the game. Do you have anything else you want to talk about first? Like, before we get into themes? Um... Dishonored is not very good at boss fights. No. The Delilah boss fight is just... Oh, it sucks there's ass. Lo- there's lots of copies of her, so... I kind of... Like, the idea is cool. Like, there's a bunch of copies of her hidden in this, like, uh, in this room. Um, and they, they blend into the crowd of people that she set up. But it's mostly just frustrating, because I was trying to play on Ghost... Uh, and I I didn't figure out that she was hiding somewhere, and so I just kept. And also, you have to aggro them in a specific order to get ghost. Oh, really? Yes, because then other ones will see you if you don't do it in the right order. Like you you can take them out one at a time, and there's like only one of them uh, is not being viewed by the other ones. Oh. It's a it's a thing. I didn't remember that part, but... I don't know. Maybe I just did it bad. I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, it's it's the deus ex problem, I guess, of, like... When you build a game around alternate solutions and stealth, then, like... The, the actual, like, forced encounters are not gonna be that cool or interesting... Like, Fortunately, con- she's really the only boss fight. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can fight anyone. Like, the thing is that, like, assassination targets are just, like, normal guards, basically. Yeah, they're just people. Um, Delilah's the only weird one. I guess, like, if you fight Ashworth, she has all those witches and she has her, like, hounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you think Delilah would figure out that these paintings are no good, huh? Yeah, you think the first time she got trapped in one, she would have maybe not gone back to that well, but god damn it, she has one gimmick and she's gonna do it. <laughs> she actually has like three gimmicks. It's like I know she's, she's an got, artist, like, the plant thing. She's got the plant aesthetic, which doesn't necessarily follow to me, but uh, you know, she just plants them in girls, and then they're th- her girls. You know, good for her. Uh huh. I, you know, you gotta mark your polycule somehow. Somehow. Um, I don't know that I have anything else to say about this level. No. Um, I think that, um, that time travel level is maybe the best level of anything I've ever played. It's so fucking cool. It's really cool. I did not much appreciate saving Stilton and then realizing that I no longer had a safe world to pop into. Yes, that is kind of a pain in the ass. Also, like, uh. um, the bone charms and runes disappear if you save Stilton, so you need to get them before 
because oh. I did not do that the first time. Also, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that just knocking him out was an option. Uh, maybe because I'm a dipshit, but um, I I didn't even think about it. I thought I was just supposed to see what happened. Mm-hmm. But also, you get Megan Foster her arm back if um, you right. save Stilton. She tells you that she tried to storm the manor the night of the seance to try and like stop it. She she's I don't know if you uh, if you picked up on this, but we know who megan foster is i like knew it the second i saw her uh <laughs> like in the dreadful whale but i'm like am i just being an asshole like she says she's somebody else so i guess i should believe her but no that's billy lurk but did let's let's be a little more honest here like this is a it's a pretty big budget game you think there's more than one black character in it no that's true there's not well, the the high over the art the vice overseer is, and that's about it. That's true. That's the two um, of them. He's not much of a character. No, no. Um, he was nice when I talked to him. <laughs> he seems okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he's probably about to become high overseer, huh? <laughs> yep, probably. Um, Especially if you deliver him that guy. Yeah. Oh, also, Paolo's magic comes from the fact that he has Granny Rags' hand. It's it's a good touch. I I it's was ne- very surprised when you get that. <laughs> and if you kill him the first time, he turns into a swarm of rats. Just classic Which is like a hint. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was like, oh, say magic. Um, I was saying something else. I don't know what. Megan Foster. Yeah. Is Billy Lurk. Yes. Uh, and on the last level, after you talk to her, you can like pickpocket her key and open her room for the first time in yes. the game. It doesn't uh, give an option for you to get in there at, until the last level um, on the ship. And then you find an MP3 of Dowd's ending monologue. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, she! I I do be listening to this constantly. And then it's next to like, oh, here's her old gas mask and her old sword, so you know who yeah, it is. Yeah, so you know who it is. Uh, there's also a I thing, think there's like a uh, there's also a thing you can find like an audio log from her where she's like, yeah, I've dated quite a few women, a couple guys, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't find that, but I did yep. find like a bone charm or something in there. Yeah, she has a little audio log on that. I really want to play Death of the Outsider. <laughs> I also really want to play Death of the Outsider, but I will be waiting. Yeah. I, watching, I got too ahead of myself on this one last time. Watching, waiting, commiserating. Yep. Because um, next up is Mass Effect 3. <laughs> oh. um, weird, um, weird theming in this game where if you're playing as Emily and Megan Foster's like, you're such a fuck up. I hate you so much. Like, when you're being through the out, she's like, listen, I just don't even want to be Empress. She's like, okay, but you are, and you're fucking it up constantly for everybody below you. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll do better. And then she's better. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's like the entire story of Emily <laughs> learning how to be a better. She's like, damn, I really fucked up and all these people are poor and dying, huh? Oh, well, I guess I'll fix it when I'm Monarch again. I guess I'll put myself back on the throne and do a gooder job. Do a gooder job. Monarchy's still sick, y'all. See, the problem is that you had a bad queen. 
Yeah, the problem is the prob- that Delilah the was there is- for a month and she ruined everything. <laughs> She's there for one month. One month. And the whole city goes back to the rat plague. Yeah, it's incredible. That's that's what happened. Listen, one month of a bad monarch will just fuck y'all up. Society does not continue when you get a bad monarch. <laughs> Turns out. Um, yeah. This game tried to do more politics, but didn't really. There's also the part where the the uh, outsider takes you on a little field trip. He's like, so here's where I died. So here's where I died. They killed me. They killed me and made me a god. In and avoid uh, ritual. In avoid ritual 4,000 years ago, which was referenced because they mentioned in the first game that there's like ruins underneath Dunwall. Yes, it's a city on top of a city. I'm trying to keep things straight because Blades in the Dark also has that exact setting detail. So does uh, (laughs) France. Yeah, but like (laughs) Blades in the Dark is clearly inspired by Dishonored. Oh, I I know. I'm just. I don't think France is very inspired by Dishonored. No, they weren't. Um, Mostly cheese, I think. Yeah, they do. They do some cheese. Um, it's only brie if it's from France. Otherwise, it's sparkling cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you know, this old shit happened a long time ago, and now the outsider is here. Um, that's only important right now, insofar as uh, Delilah is like leeching power from. The site of that ritual yes. in the void. And the outsider's like, I don't like this. She's like part of me now. That sucks. Please kill her. Please get rid of her, please. And you're like, alright, that seems fine. I was gonna get I was gonna do that anyway, but <laughs> So that's just like basically just foreshadowing for Death of the Outsider. Yes. Which I don't know anything about other than the name. And I don't know if it's about literally killing the outsider. I don't know if it's about the event the death of the outsider. All I know is the name of the DLC and na- the name of one of the powers you can get. Uh, and Billy Lurk. Billy Lurk is back. She's back. She's, you get to be her cool now. Arm. Uh, Dowd's back. Also, I wanted to point out that according to the wiki, mm-hmm. um, the book, the novel Return of Dowd might establish the helping Paolo um, route. Of the Dust District as the canon route. Oh. Interesting. I, you know, that's probably the, the way to go. Honestly. He he seems yeah. like he is definitely extorting the people, but I think the overseers are too, so it's not really that different. Well, uh, it's like... he is like a... He is one of the people there. Like, he, he wants to yeah. make better conditions for the workers. Like, that much is... Like, they say as much in the game. Yeah, they, they've said... In the text that like Paolo is a working class guy who's act- who is trying to improve life for the like the people who live in that district. Yeah, he is doing crime to make that happen, which just which only matters if you care about like it only matters if you're a cop. If if you are if you take it for granted that crime is like an objective thing and not a societal construct. Yes. Um, but basically, 
You just need to have a good king. If if you just have one good monarch, everything's pretty much set for a long time. At least 18 years. Dallin but R. hey, Colin. they had a bad duke. They had a bad duke. They had one bad duke. Um, the duke before him, his dad, he was good, but his, his good. son, though, he tortured rats and shit. Can't let that guy get power. No. Yeah. Um, cool game. Yeah, very cool, cool game. game to play. Uh, it, I, the level design in this game is stellar. It's it's really it is an it is a different game if you are playing without powers. Yes, it is. It is. I played I played a bit. I played like four missions without powers, and I was like, this actually isn't what I come to Dishonored for. Like, it, it this is interesting, but not like what I want to do in this game. I'm having a really good time. Um, each mission takes over two hours to get through, and that's not counting the, all of the resets. Yep. Um, that so. was my first run of the game because I was I was doing it with powers, but um as uh emily ghost non-lethal so there was a lot of resetting a whole (laughs) lot of resetting yeah um but there's a lot in the the clockwork mansion of just like oh i see you've put two robots next to each other it would be a shame if my silent crossbow shattered the heads of one of them (laughs) or maybe both of them so that they would fight each other hmm because when you demolish the head of the robot, it can't tell friend from foe, so it just attacks anything it hears. Yeah. Um. Is there any other like themes happening other than the obvious good monarch shit that was in the first one? Like, it's not really. I I don't think so. Like like I said, this game like wants to do more politics, but then just doesn't. It's still weird, like the labor stuff. Um. Yeah. I don't know if that is a change in writers, a change in, like, directors, or, like, you know, a change in climate, where in 2016, you don't have... You can't just say union in 2016 yeah. the way you can in 2011. Um, I, yeah, like, I genuinely don't know. We talked last time about the horrible industry that is video games and the way that um it grinds through people to create profit and like this game is also one of those yep <laughs> um it is it, this game is also a triple a title it's just one that we like <laughs> yeah it is just one that we like uh i want to shout out the um music duo uh in uh-huh. this that you can find in uh, like i think there's like three levels where they are where they're playing music uh some of those songs are really fucking good yeah yeah you just stand there and listen to them play the song on the street yep uh it's really good it's really nice uh there's one in paolo's little um bar area that i went and i looked up later because like that song is really fucking that song is hades town to me <laughs> i don't know anything about hades town uh it's it's a good album i the i haven't i don't like the musical the broadway as much but i do like the concept album way better I have the only thing okay I know one thing about Hades Town and I know what I know is that that version of it changed the ending in a way that un- that upset some people I knew who really liked Hades Town. I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. It's I didn't like the Broadway show enough to really get deep into what the lore was behind it. I just think it's a weaker <laughs> a weaker like music product in general. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, is, are we missing anything? I feel like we didn't, we, uh, we talked about Dishonored a lot. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think we've discussed most things because they didn't change a lot. I mean, they changed a lot yeah. mechanically, but that's not what this podcast is about. Uh, yeah, the, I like a lot of the powers in this game. I think they're much better. They give you the time stop blink um, that they should have done in the first time. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, I don't. Here's the thing. Uh huh. And I'm trying to make sure that this is not just me hating clocky years. Um, I think this game doesn't look as interesting as Dunwall. Um, yeah, I don't know. Part I, of it I is like it. I. Part of it is I think that the increased fidelity means everything is rounder, and I don't like that. Sure. Like the. The biggest thing here is the whale oil tank. Oh, I love the new whale oil tank. I love those round guys. But the old whale oil tank was this big fuck off like hexagon. hexagon. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I get it. I get it. When it was a, it was a jarring transition, but I like the I like smooth edges. I like I like the rounded one. This is a friend, friend shaped. <laughs> it's just like very indicative of the style because like the first one felt more stylized and more exaggerated. Um, and this one feels less like that. It feels more, if we're talking about comic books, Dishonored 2 feels closer to like a, like a big Marvel, like house style Mm -hmm. comic book rather than something that was a little more exaggerated. I don't know if that's like true. People aren't as ugly in this game. That's, That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. There's and no there was one, a charm to that. Almost no one is ugly in this game. Yeah. So you wish d- d- more. I wish clap everyone was more ugly. ugly. Clap emoji people. <laughs> clap emoji. <laughs> I want my representation. Damn it! <laughs> Go shut the fuck up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was just like Dishonored One being a PS3 game upresed into a PS4 game, like just running on a better system and like with what might be bigger textures or maybe just more sharply produced textures. I don't know video game. I don't yeah, know I technology. Don't, I don't know about it. Um, basically what I'm saying is that the PS4 version of Dishonored 1 looks perfect aesthetically and maybe part of that is the like playing a PS3 game on a PS4. It definitely helps. Like, I, I love that. Um, I think that the ideal aesthetic for a JRPG is um ps2 level models but with big textures sure like like the kingdom hearts like re-releases those look really good um those look really good that's a that's yeah, a really that's really good looking like aesthetic framework looks too good it freaks yes. me out i hated it it's I hate too that part of it. it looks too, it looks too much like clay it's it looks, like too solid it looks genuinely like fabric like you can see the threads on people's clothes i'm like this sucks i don't want that that's not what i want i, I want blocks I don't, yeah um i don't want seams on the organization cloaks right i don't want to i don't want, he- I don't want hems no uh but like yeah that's just a me thing i guess uh and yeah. also like sir Konos is much more steampunk than dunwall's industrial fantasy because it's not as much of a technological city like it is in the sense that it has more like oh the you know houses have electric fans in them and everything but it's like 
there's an aesthetic of technology in Dunwall, partially because it is somewhat new technology. Um, it's like the stone and oil, I feel, is just a more appealing aesthetic than the, like, gears and wood the aesthetic thing about, that a lot of Karnaka has. The thing about Karnaka is it looks a lot like Mist 3 Exile, which is one of my favorite games. So I think that is probably why I don't mind the style changes much. Uh, it's it's got a lot uh, in common with that aesthetic wise. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Like I would hope that the whole world doesn't look like Dunwall. Um, sure. I just sure. I just like Dunwall. I just like it a lot. Dunwall's like, cool. The first thing I learned about Dishonored when it was first like announced is oh the guy who de- helped design the aesthetic of City Seventeen from Half Life Two uh, is one of the artists on on this game. Like the tall boys are so fucking cool. They're extremely. I cool. miss them. Where are those? Where lines? are my tall boys? Um. Other than that, uh, yeah, game good. Game's good. That's all there is to it. Uh, we have some emails. If you want to, let's uh, let's do some that. emails. Um. Let's do uh, the Tron email. I will. I will read it. Um, let me find the actual okay. questions in here because it's not formatted the same as the last one. Um, Tron says uh, that they very much enjoyed Dishonored Two um, and appreciated this game. Gave you a lot of cool powers to play with in a non-lethal run for Emily uh, because Corvo has the same powers. Emily actually has a lot that would lean you towards a non-lethal route. Um, mm. especially the one that's domino. I actually didn't invest in that. Uh, it's one where you can link a bunch of people together. And when one thing happens to one of them, it happens to all of them, uh, which probably would have been very useful, but I, I simply did not. Um, which powers did y'all find the most fun to use? I also thought the level design of this game journal was very good. Um, and we already talked about our favorite levels. I think, um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on how neutral areas are handled in this game? Uh, it would be cool if there was a level that had you mostly interacting with civilians. I think I said already that I wanted yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. Um, it would be really cool. Yeah, and uh, they note that they really like that the player character talked in this game, which is true. A uh, lot of talking from Emily and Corvo. Um, yeah, which I think is an improvement. Yes, absolutely. Um, the thing that we don't talk about much is how Corvo is a goth dad. Goth dad. There's that that one like metronome or something where he's like it reminds me of all the hearts i've stopped (laughs) (laughs) fucking old emo ass (laughs) corvo still wears eyeliner yeah he still he looks like a former emo kid (laughs) all emo kids did turn 45 it turns out um yeah there was also um notes that they wish there were a better answer to the labor issues of the dust district which is true um, yeah it is just you had a nice boss now so you have better labor conditions yeah. because they can't say union in the can't video game say union because um, if you have your writers at the video game company writing about a fictional union well well our art influences reality <laughs> yeah um 
last point is um, that they were also disappointed in the main plot. Delilah Copperspoon could have been an interesting villain for this game, but the game doesn't let that fact that monarchy and nobility makes most people's lives horrible in this world be a strong enough friction point between Delilah and Emily. What did you all think about the main story in this game? What did you all think about the ending for this game? So there's the cutscene where Delilah explains why she hates everyone. She was like um, a secret daughter. She was a secret princess. Uh, and also she and Jessamine broke something important once and yes. then Jessamine blamed it on her and then she got kicked out. Yeah. And both Emily and Corvo go, this all sounds like bullshit, but I don't know. Corvo and Emily say, I don't know if she's telling the truth. Anyway, stab time. Stab time. Um, Which yeah. is like, one, it's not, none of that is unrealistic. Unless you are like a person living in a monarchy who doesn't, think that monarchy is bad yes and like that's the thing um the note that like the game doesn't let the fact that monarchy and nobility makes most people's life horrible it's because emily doesn't believe that either she like both delilah and emily both want supreme power and neither of them will acknowledge that monarchy is the problem or delilah, I mean, delilah knows monarchy is the problem but wants it but she wants it and then she wants to rewrite the world to her whim which who knows maybe that's a better world maybe but she still has a monarch evil, so but she's still evil. She kills people. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think the main plot in this game is kind of nothing. Um, but also, like, at some point, I just want more Dishonored levels, and this was that, so I was pretty happy with what I got. <laughs> we also got an email from M. Given that Emily spent her childhood with Corvo, why do you think she foregoes the mask when given the opportunity? Seems like it would be cool to have, like, a stone mask of the Empress or something equally sick. If you want, design your own Emily mask. Uh, that's a great question. It Bro, just doesn't give Emily you the mask. mask. It just doesn't give it to you. Um, instead, she picks up a spyglass instead of, like, the mask with a telescope in the eye. Which is cool, because I do respect, like, spyglass and, um... What the fuck? Uh, telescopes. Fun stuff. I Hello. like them. Uh, for no real reason, but... Yeah, I do wish... Um, <clears throat> I do wish Emily had her own mask Hello? that wasn't just like a cloth mask. She's not really hiding anything, too. It's pretty clear that it's her, I think. Ugh. You still there? Hello? Hi. Hi, the internet dropped. Oh, okay. Um, I was saying that I wish Emily got her own mask, because the cloth one she got doesn't really hide her face at all. Um, but I guess, like, because... Photographs aren't really a thing, aren't a thing in this world, really. Um, well... Like, there's a photograph shop you can find, but it's clearly new technology. Yeah. Um, so I guess it makes sense for, like, the people of Karnaka to not exactly know what the Empress looks like, but also she's the Empress, so I don't know. But they do know because they they make a point of saying that her face is stamped on every coin. That's true. Um, yeah, so why the <clears> fuck <throat> didn't she get something better than a shitty cloth mask? Because it's very clear <laughs> it's her! I think they did the character design first and then thought about it later. That's fair. It does kind of look sick. Yeah. But also... I, I love the face mask. Her a cool mask. Uh, what do you think her mask motif would be? I think that she should make one out of a clockwork soldier skull and make it like a bird skull oh, shape. God, that'd be so good. Because um, I don't think you can do rat. No, you can't do that. 
Um, um what if she, I think she should just steal an overseer's mask? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> this is mine now. Uh that that'd be pretty good. I I like the bird because it's like I feel like Emily has bird energy. Okay. Yeah. I will not explain this further. No, I don't need you to. I I'm with you. Um so we got an email. We got two emails sent to journalupdated at gmail.com, but we also got a DM on yeah. twitter.com. Uh, this one comes from at Mike Loves Rabbit. You can find us at Journal Updated. Uh, we also have a message request here. Oh. Oh, I'll accept this. We got two messages. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> at Mike Loves Rabbit asks, so when, we can, can, when can we expect your episode about Shadow the Hedgehog? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I well, don't know. We we have yeah, a lot of games to get through first. It's on the list for sure. It won't be coming up for a while because we're taking a different approach for next year. Twenty twenty one is not going to be uh, a bunch of AAA games that we hate. Yep. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, that's on the list for sure. I think we might even have a guest for that one. Yeah. The other one comes from. Uh, is it this intrepid vector one? Yes, uh, I found from on Intrepid the email. Vector. Yeah, okay. Um, from Intre- uh, Intrepid Vector. Uh, first, also, or no, that's that's second. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> someone may have already asked this, but how did you find Corvo's story comparing to Emily's? Corvo feels much less interesting a character to me. That's true. He's fucking boring. He's nobody. <laughs> he's just a goth dad. Goth dad. I mean, I he's hot in this. I don't know. That's about it, though. That's um, it. He's, he doesn't have a lot going on. It's no. literally just. Oh, we're doing this again, but with no actual payoff for that or no thematic intent. The outsider the ga- taunts him a lot, but that's it. The themes of the game are not about cycles or the way that things keep happening. No, it's, it, um, we just got to get the good monarch back is what it's about. Right. And it says that that is happening again, but it doesn't have anything to say about how, oh, this will always happen. Yeah. Every time you have a bad king, you'll want a good king. Yep. Um, and then, uh, lastly, also, Megan is the best, not a question, just a fact. I'll agree. That's true. She's cool. She's dope. Um, can't wait to play as her in two months. Yeah, we'll finally have something good to do. <clears throat> finally. One, one more Shepard game, one and then more Shepherd. we get Death of the Outsider, and then we get to close off the year with yes. Mass Effect Andromeda. Yes. Which, uh, yeah. as far as I understand, is a fun game to play. That's what I've heard. People tell me this. <laughs> People tell me it's good. I don't know. We'll see. Um. Oh, I was gonna say something. Yeah. So next up, Mass Effect Three, then Death of the Outsider, then Andromeda. That's that is the calendar for the rest of this year. Um. So you know, enjoy. Get ready. We actually have like several games plotted out on the dock. If you remember. I do. I just didn't want to say too many of them. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. We we really only need to say what the next three are. That's a lot already, I feel like. What are the next three? Did we say that? Did you just I, say I that? I literally just said that, yeah. Okay. It's okay. That's, it's fine. It's good. Uh, yeah, so Mass Effect 3, then Death of the Outsider, then Andromeda. Yeah. And Death of the Outsider is supposedly shorter, so <laughs> we will actually have a short game at one of these. <laughs> Uh, this is yeah. That's the one I'm most interested in so far. So yep, yep, same. 
Um, but I think that's it. I think that's pretty much. I think that's the everything. Podcast. This is the pod. Is, I forgot to say it this, up front. But this is the pod. <laughs> this has been the pod. This has been the pod. <laughs> um, you want to do any plugs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with a Y E R. You can find me at audioentropy.com. Um, when you hear this episode, we will be starting uh the uh watch of Over the Garden Wall for Totally Reprise. Um, so if you haven't seen Over the Garden Wall, definitely check that out. It's it's a fun show. Um, and we're gonna talk just, about it five episodes at a time. I'm just gonna keep saying Reprise Age until it happens. You can keep saying it, but we have a very <laughs> long list that does not include Ice Age. So shit. Yep. Sorry. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I'm also doing Eidolon Playtest, which is us playtesting a game called Eidolon Become Your Best Self that Luke and I wrote. Um, and it's, it's become a really good show. Uh, people, Mm -hmm. people seem to like it. I would, I would listen to it personally. Um, you can also find me, we released two Amory scores (laughs) since the last time we did this show. uh, Listen, it's, it's, it's been a month since we did export, but we've recorded two in the past week. So yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Um, and patreon.com slash Molly is where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. You can do find the stuff I do at norablake.online. Follow the show at journal updated and send emails to journal updated at gmail.com. Is that right? Is that how email yep, journal work? updated gmail.com? Uh, patreon.com slash export audio to support the show. Not this show, I guess. This show is on the abnormal mapping podcast network which you can find at patreon.com slash mapping send send them money they do good podcasts and stuff and letters um Mm -hmm. voip life is my favorite podcast so you should definitely go listen to voip life voip life is for the people it's for the people the people who pay ten (laughs) dollars sometimes five or even one yeah depending on such things as Am I on it, or did Jackson, <laughs> or did Jackson misclick? Uh, there are various ways yep. that that this podcast is for the people. Yep. Um, I was on an episode with my wife, so that was fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good episode. <laughs> it was something. It was good, actually. Um, I already plugged Ars Arcanum. Please listen to Ars Arcanum and promote it because I think it's a good podcast. Yeah. We have, a, we have one in the tank ready to go up next week. Yeah, I need to start reading uh, Elantris. Yeah. Um, you know, not the strongest opening so far, I would say, but um, sure. a lot of there's a lot. I have the auteur's respect <laughs> <laughs> for old Brandon. Yeah, I guess we um, in this house we love Brando. That's true. Um, you can also listen to my League of Legends podcast if you're sort of a new listener. You just listen to this because it's video games. You like video games. I have a League of Legends podcast. Yeah, where we learn about League of Legends one randomly rolled champion at a time. It's all about lore and personality quizzes. It's good. So, I think it's good. It's fucking good. You can find that on Twitter at Runeterra Tips. Mm-hmm. But that's it for this episode of Journal Updated. Yep. Which means consider this journal updated. Updated. Updated my journal. <laughs>